0: Welcome to Your Life Matters Today, hosted by Dr. Cliff Robertson. Listen in close for tips and the tools you need to discover how to build your best life, overcome mental health challenges, and understand your self-worth. Now, here is Dr. Cliff Robertson.
1: Well, good morning from from Your Life Matters Today. This This is a... an, an important show. It's going to be difficult to, to talk about. It's going to be challenging. I'm, I'm your host, Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr., and I have uh, Dr. Marie Seltz on here with me. Good morning. Good morning, Doc. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm very blessed today. Actually, I'm blessed every day. I'm feeling it today, though.
1: Well, good, good, good. Today, today we're talking about some topics that you know, you know, know, that aren't real fun to talk about. But before we dive into that, I just want to remind everybody that's listening is that truly your life matters more than you can even begin to imagine. It, it, it doesn't matter the circumstances you're going through. It doesn't matter what that past may have looked like or the, the challenges you're facing. Each day, the things that you do make a bigger difference in this world than you can know. And your place here is with a purpose and you have a mission. And I, and I want you to hear that. Today we're going to be talking about all the violence and the the gun violence and the trauma and the active shooters and the trauma associated with that. But we're really not going to just talk about the you know the ugliness of it. We're, we we want to kind of turn the corner on it and really get to okay, this is this has become. I hate to even say this out loud, uh, Marie, but this has almost become an, a new normal, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. It certainly seems that way. I mean, we're seeing it so much more now on a mass scale throughout the country. Right. And, um, yeah, so there's, there's definite need for us to respond as a community, for us to respond individually. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that we can do.
1: Well, there really is. And, yeah, you know, the, you know, the very first thing to, you know, to kind of come, come to grips with is that, is that it's happening. I, I live in Texas, and I've been to I've been to Uvalde, through Uvalde, more times than I than I can remember. Uh, I grew up going to um, that part of Texas. We were we were active hunters uh, as I was growing up, and you know, just going going through there, you know, we would stop and you know, buy supplies before we went even even deeper into the Texas Hill Country. And um, honestly, if I had to, if if somebody were to say that, that you Texas and, 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 and that little elementary school would have been, you know, would have been a potential site for something like this. I would have called that person a liar. Like uh, I would have, I would have said, this is the least likely place that you will, you would, you would ever see something like this. It's a small tight knit community. Everybody knows everybody and all that. And um, I would have, I would have, I would have called them a liar and come to find out I would have been the one that was wrong. And and, and, and Marie, let' let's, let's just kind of talk about that. I mean, you know when we, when we think about when we think about a community and, and, and how this impacts a, a community that that, that that level of violence, what's, what are your thoughts there?
2: Oh, there's so many because listen, you're right. When you said, I would not have predicted that this would have happened in that community, right? I mean, there's, there's before you could sit, you know, you could kind of surmise that in certain particular areas you wouldn't see particular acts of violence, but so many things have changed in the world today. We have social media, we have social platforms, we have uh, the pandemic we've just been going through and we still see the effects of that. And there was isolation that people experienced before marginalization before they experienced it much more during the pandemic, you know, Anger has grown, a sense of unfairness with the world. Um, There's been a a huge increase, at least reported increase that we've seen in depression, anxieties, stress. And this is, listen, that happens at all socioeconomic levels in all cultures. And now and we, we used to say, oh, that would only happen in this area, in this neighborhood. That's not true anymore. And it's because there's so much, Listen, I'm going to say this. I mean, there's a lot of mental, more in, mental illness right now, and there's lack of of Jesus in the world. There really is lack of faith.
1: There's- well, there really is. You know, one of the things that's interesting about this 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 one in New Valley, because that one struck you know obviously really close to home for me. Yes. But um, you know, when you when you look at the uh, profile of that individual, um, his his nickname had literally become all prior to this school shooter. I mean, he had obviously talked about it to people. He had shown other people the you know you know those tendencies, and uh, obviously, that's a very small small community that that he was that he was communicating in. But a few people actually kind of kind of knew, and it was he was I, I guess somewhat jokingly called that. And uh, but you know that's that's nothing to joke about.
2: No, and the fact that he had actually made some threats against women, and he had experienced himself. Reportedly, some, I guess, uh, some physical and sexual abuse. He was angry. He was in need of mental health care. And, he, you know, his, his disappearing from school, his underperformance, his, his non-attendance at times, no one reached out to him and offered any, any compassion. And that's one of the things that we can do. I mean, if you're an educator, if you are an employer, If you just happen to be in the realm of seeing and become aware that someone is experiencing these kinds of uh, behaviors where they're isolated, if they're displaying intense anger all the time, if they're, you know, there's certain things that show compassion and, you know, offer resources or offer an ear. I'm not saying to put yourself in harm's way in any way, but we need to care for our fellow, you know, neighbor whoever's in our line of view is in our line of view for a reason and to ignore it. I mean, this is what happens. I mean, we see that. Look at, look, a lot of the mass shootings that have happened when we look at them, disgruntled employees, Uh look at what's happened recently, the way that we humiliate people that have already feel, feel humiliated and are already feeling isolated and already feeling devalued. Sometimes we march them right out. We humiliate them that way. There's no, kind of you know counseling that's given to them before beforehand there are so many areas for improvement here Cliff. i mean so many
1: yeah there really are and when we you know when we dive into something like that you know you know we you know we're we're forced to i mean there's the there's the shooter from uvalde then there's the you know there's the there was the there was the young man the shooter and in buffalo at that grocery store that was that was obviously uh racially motivated then there was the uh you know the guy just just north of Chicago. Um, you know, and 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 I and I see that and I and I and I hear the backstories of how they were um had been talking about it, how they had been how the police had been called to their to their to their to their homes and how um you know just over and over again these you know these you know these these red flags should have been should have been flying, and you know the the answer is not. I mean, you know, we're not a police state, so we're so we don't go and you know and, you know and throw them in you know you know throw them in prison just because just because they're you know they're angry, but right. maybe we do exactly what you're talking about there, and we and we and and when those red flags start to come out, we actively reach out, we actively intervene. You know you know <laughs> intervention you know, can, can, can really be a, um, you know, a, a reliable way to, you know, to kind of stem that before, but, you know, you know, before it gets to that point.
2: Right. Well, like you were saying, I mean, you know, there, there were reports, right. And we don't want to be constantly reporting on one another. Like you said, it's not a police state. We don't become, you know, we don't want to do that, but there is, there are different stages. There are timeframes that happen on the pathway to violence there. And and there's certain markers. We know that more than 62% of attackers are in the research and planning stage for a month or two years before they actually do it. And 54% of them are in the preparation phase, um, you know, where they act that they actively get the supplies for their attack. And that happens within the seven days before they actually take action. So, you know, it's, Really important that we catch them if we see signs of those things. If a person is saying, and they're just so fixated on injustices, if they're so fixated on whether it's real or they just perceive it, right? If that's what they're fixated on, if they're experiencing, expressing um, signs of hopelessness, despair, um, uh, desperation, um, you know, if they're beginning to act in ways that are completely undesirable and threatening as, as the, 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 young man was doing in Ovalde and, you know, but uh, he was carrying around a dead cat for heaven's sakes and, and <laughs> threatening to, to rape women. I mean, that's clear indication of, of real problems, you know, that he's, he's going to find an outlet somewhere besides carrying the dead cat around, you know? So if you have a person that has absolutely no interest, has no relationships outside of what they're talking about with all their anger and, and injustice, this is a person who feels threatened in life. This is a person who feels that they've, that they've been treated unfairly, been dealt a very poor hand, and they're going to do something eventually to try to tip the scales, to make them a little bit more balanced. That is something that you know is going to happen.
1: Well, you do. And, you know, cause eventually, eventually these things, you know, these things boil up and, you know, and tip over and it's going to come out in one way, one way or the other. And it's, never a positive thing unless there is a a, a very direct intervention and you one of the things that's, that's really come out of this you know out of all this is has been the the access to mental health and and how that it can be can be so difficult I mean you know you being a mental health professional and I being a mental health professional you know that um, there's lots of people who need it and not everybody can afford it, and there's not a lot of, of other ways to access it. If you can't, um, okay. there are some nonprofits out there. There are some state-run organizations, but sometimes it can be so arduous and so difficult to, you know, to comb through it all. It just that uh, you know, people just give up.
2: Right. Absolutely. And then you have the cultural stigma of it too. A lot of, you know, especially gender-wise. I mean, a lot of men don't want to seek it dependent, you know, they don't want to appear weak or inferior and then they're already feeling that way. So, you know, but that you're right. There's always positives that come out of negative things. And, and, and this is something that has happened. I know my daughter recently and I don't know enough about it to, to actually speak to it, but I know as a corporate organization, a Walmart is starting to uh, mm-hmm. instill a program where they are going to offer mental health counseling to the communities in which they are residing, and that is something that is amazing when you think about the outreach there and the potentiality of actually helping people on a mass scale within a community. Because when these mass shootings occur, they assault our sense of security, they sent our 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 sense of, of ability, um, and so it shakes us up as a community. It shakes us up individually, and they are doing something as a you know to to. Improve to help heal the communities they're attempting to do something it's going to be interesting to see how that works and what that does um, in the long term
1: you know i think that's a beautiful way to way to approach it when you have you know a you know a corporate entity like like walmart and you know kudos to them because you know that is uh i mean they they become part of the community just like it's like all businesses do they become part of the fabric and and they are impacted by you know you know when things like this happen and you know as at you know you know as a company but but as as a company of made up of tremendous amount of individuals um you know it's 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 got to impact them it's got to impact them in a way that you know we can't even begin to to fathom what's what's you know one of the things that that you know i mean we could spend all time you know you know you know all this time drilling down on you know, the, you know, the makeup of a, uh, you know, of, of an active shooter. I mean, from, from Columbine to, um, you know, what, what just happened, I mean, literally what just happened in a, in, in a, uh, in, you know, in a mall a couple of days ago. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, I think the young man who, who was legally carrying a gun that, you know, that took them out, it, to me, he's a hero. Yes. Um, and, and I love the fact that he won't do any interviews. He doesn't want any, any, you know, he doesn't want any notoriety. He doesn't want anybody to, you know, he he doesn't want any of that because it wasn't about that. Mm -hmm. But I also think it was probably, there's probably a fair amount of, of trauma associated with that, Mm -hmm. you know, with him, because, you know, you can't go through that and not experience trauma, even though you are, you know, called out as a, you know, as a hero, people died and you saved more, but I mean, that's, that's traumatic, isn't it, Murray?
2: Absolutely, and to top it off, he had to he had to face the immediately afterwards because even though concealed carry was permitted there, that mall and that community did not allow it there. So then he, you know, that was another thing. So I think also individually, what we can do within our community is learn what the, the what the laws are regarding firearms, um, that and and then. Once you do that, learn, uh, reach out to some of the firearm uh, organizations there and learn about firearms and learn about safety and and proper storing of those things. Hey, cheers. I'm having coffee with you too.
1: Amen. (laughs) Have to, have to. It's it's my, uh, it's my starter fluid in the morning. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, you know, you're right. And there's a, and, 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 and and there are, obviously there's there's a, there's a, there's a whole patchwork of. Gun laws that make up the make up the fabric of this country, and um, you know, one of the things that I that I never want to do in this show is 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 make it political. So so we're not going to talk, and 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 you know this, Marie, but just for those listening, we're not going to be talking mm-hmm. about you know the Second Amendment or the or the gun lobbies or those that are for or against it because that's not really why we're here, mm-hmm. and. You know, i've I've actually had a couple of organizations reach out to me that are that are political in nature that wanted to come on and be interviewed and 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 I just won't do it because that's again that's not why we're here we're here to you know to uh you know you know, you know to help people to help people see their value and their worth uh, we're getting ready to go on on our on our first break but after this break we're going to be talking about um, the, the trauma to the community and, and the things that we can begin to do to either reach out or, or, or maybe maybe you're somebody out there listening today and you've experienced this. You've been there firsthand. And we're going to talk about some things that you can be doing, some things you can be looking for. And, you know, because it impacts everybody in the community. Actually, people watching it on the news, it's it's impacting, it's impacting our country. And what I, what I want you to hear today is this, is that the things that go on around us, they do impact us, but they do not define us. And it does not diminish who you are, whose you are, and your ultimate purpose and mission on this planet. Because so many times we see these things and we say, what's the point? What, you know, you know why am I even here? And I want to tell you that you are here and you are making a difference. No, you may not have the cure for cancer, but guess what? you are helping that next person you see you are the the work you do is is important whatever it is doesn't matter whether it's the frontline worker or the person in the c-suite you make a difference this is your life matters today i'm on live with dr marie seltz and we'll be right back Mm -hmm.
0: If you're struggling to understand your self-worth or deal with mental health challenges, you will want to tune into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Dr. Cliff and his guests will help you understand and work toward what you need to build your best life. Your life matters today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141 That's 888-346-9141 now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson.
1: Well, good morning. We are back with uh, Dr. Marie Seltz, and this is Your Life Matters today. And I am, you know, this is a tough show. We are we are talking about topics that are not fun. We're talking about the active shooter, the multiple shootings we've had around this country, and the and the and the you know we started the show with talking about the individuals that have been the active shooters and some of the background there, and we're gonna. Move into the the trauma that this that that this has on our communities and on our individuals, from those that were there in the midst of it to those of us just sitting back, you know, listening and watching uh, on the news and everybody in between. And it's and it's it's overwhelming. It 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 really is. And and a lot of times it makes us believe that we are somehow less. We are somehow less and. Again, as I as I always start each segment, I want you to know that you are not less; that you are more than you can imagine. God tells us in His Word that you are His masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus, for the good work He He ordered for you from the beginning of time, that you may walk in it. What that means is that you are a masterpiece with a mission, and as long as you have breath, you are making a bigger difference than you can even begin to fathom. I want you to hold on to that thought as we as we dive back into this back into the show because. What happens is when we, when these things happen, they tend to, we, we tend to internalize them and, and kind of define who we are. And we say, well, if this is going to happen, then, then what's the point of my life? There is a huge point to your life. So uh, Dr. Marie, thanks. Thanks again for, you know, you know, you know, for sticking on with me and, and, and this is your second time on and, and it's so good to have you. Uh, we've been talking about a tough topic.
2: It is. It's a tough topic, but it's a very real one. And not talking about it is certainly not going to help the situations. Um, it's important to have it, this kind of a discussion. And it's important to have it with, with not only, you know, with friends and coworkers, workers and, uh, but with our children, because it's impacting them too. And they're not, uh, it's, it's, they feel it, even if they cannot verbalize what they're experiencing. So, you know, helping them to feel safe and comforted and um, you don't have to be detailed, but, you know, we need to have these conversations.
1: There's a, a veteran affairs psychiatrist who specializes in psychological trauma who, who, who made this statement and, 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 and Dr. Alana Curry. And she said, every time we have a gun violence episode, we as a people accumulate more and more trauma. And you know, I, you know, when I first read that, it was like kind of like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to refute that. But the truth is, you know, we just do. We just continue to get hit. We just continue to get, you know, you know, t- take on hits. And and having been somebody who's who's worked with PTSD veterans who who've had prolonged time in a war zone, isn't that kind of what it's almost become?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's prolonged exposure, right? And, and so when you look at that prolonged exposure, even if you weren't directly there, okay, so, you know, the definition of trauma is, is being there, actually directly experiencing. But that doesn't mean that we don't have severe effects and impacts by just watching it on on social media platforms and on the news. I mean, and then the more we watch it, the more intense it is. And we're exposing ourselves over and over and over again. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not okay because that just increases our depression and decreases our anxiety. It assaults us in so many levels. And that impacts us physically, emotionally, mentally, and then relationally. And, and then we can't perform. You know, we just, we're just erratic and shaky and off base. It's just a very unhealthy thing to do. But that's the world we live in today. I mean, even if it didn't happen directly in our community, it's just right next door because we can see it
1: right because we are interconnected in a you know in ways that is, is is far more than it's ever been because you know the you know it's no longer it takes 5 or 6 hours for a a uh, you know a a, a a breaking story to hit i mean it's hitting social media like the moment it happens and and we're inundated and then it goes on the news and then it's then it's everywhere and, and we're overwhelmed and what what a lot of us don't realize though is that is that Um, You know, we're experiencing these things, but then we have the, the first responders that are experiencing these things. And we have, you know, I, I mean, I know personally there was a, there was a shooting again, you know, I'm, I'm from Texas and there's been several here, uh, several years back in, in Santa Fe. And, and I, and I personally know the very first first responder who was, who was on that scene and, it's been five years ago and he is still actively in, in counseling um, every week. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's just one of those, one of those scenes that, 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 that you come upon and um, it's, it's horrific. And just that deep soul level um, horror that, that it, that it, that it is, is, it's hard to, hard to process. We're not, we're not built knowing how to work through that.
2: Right. No, it's true. And you think about like a mass shooting scene, you're coming up. I mean, it's it's devastating. I worked on the border of Texas and Mexico for a year just with the nurses that were on the medevac units assisting the immigrants that are coming across the border with the injuries and the illnesses that they had. And they were traumatized and they were impacted and they had anxiety and they had severe stress and they had performance issues and sleep issues. And, you know, so when you think about the first responders, which my daughter is in the middle of writing her dissertation for her doctorate in trauma first response, uh, you know, I asked her, why did you choose this? Because it is a very uh, tough uh, field and it, it, you can't be apathetic to it. And, you know, in fact, um, there was just recently—I uh, think it was in September of 2021—a conference that took the first responders from the 20—the uh, the, the mass shootings of t- the six cities from the mass shootings of 2016 to 2019—and they they came together to try to discuss and support one another and find out what were they experiencing. What could they? What protocols could they? Can they implement to help communities? What can they do to help themselves? It's just, it's just so. It's just happening so much more. But I also wanted to say something too. You know, we we see the reports of these mass shootings, but there's also all these individual shootings that are taking place too, right? And those are equally traumatic, and they just don't get the coverage.
1: There's the. Um, um. S- some news reports now. Yeah. I mean, unless there's a a a certain number of people who've died, or there's a or there's a policeman involved, they're almost not even covering it anymore. Right. So it's it that's not the that's it, it's not so much the news coverage as it is that that individual trauma in that individual area. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that that I that I you know as 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 I have studied because I'm a I'm a I'm a student all the time and one of the fastest growing groups of, of people who suffer from post-traumatic stress, uh, are, are children 12 and under. And that's because of things like you just mentioned, you know, Marie, the, you know, the, you know, the shooting in the neighborhood. I mean, I remember watching on the, on the news where there was, you know, a, a black SUV that pulled up and started shooting, you know, just this craziness, this chaos is as is, is so, you know, so impactful. So, so damaging to to the person. I mean, you know, from family and friends who are directly involved. Heck, it even impacts the news media. I mean, some of the some of the news reporters are 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 having to take leave of absence to to help get back where they can continue to function, continue to perform. As you know, one of the very th- same things you you know you've talked about. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. It is overwhelming. I mean, and that's why we kind of and another thing that when we talk about the community the impact on the community and relationships with, within families and within the community you know we all are going to respond and react differently to these various uh, traumatic events and you know if if we don't see someone displaying the amount of empathy we think is correct for the given event it's very judgmental and that doesn't help the situation because we're all going to react differently, right? right? And there does become a point where, like you were saying, you know, you we're exposed, we're exposed, we're exposed, and then you just kind of check out. And it's not because it's some real. It's sad, really, that because we are all uniquely made and we're all uniquely uh, here for a reason and a purpose that only we can serve, and we don't feel that way whenever people devalue human life whenever they devalue us or we feel that way and so you know uh judging each other getting upset with one another about how we're supposed to react and respond is not helpful and there is this thing called um you know compassion collapse as it begins to happen whenever we keep getting exposed to this over and over again right and studies have shown that if it's more than it can start to happen if it's just more than two people. We can start to check out because we can focus on the suffering of one, but the, the, the suffering of many, we just kind of go, okay, we could just put them in a group. We can't deal with that. we just, it's too much.
1: That would almost be like a shock word. response, wouldn't it? Where it's, it, it's more than, more than the, the system can handle. So it just kind of numbs it out.
2: Absolutely. And that is it. That's a word. You just kind of numb out. That's exactly, that's a good word for
1: it. Well, and, and, and when we do that, though, we, we just put, we put off, you know, we kick the, kick the can down, down the street, you know, as far as healing goes too, because when we don't deal with it, it's, it's still there. It's, it's, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, just pull your, you know, pull, you know, pull your boots up and, you know, know, and, you know, and move on, saddle up and, and roll on or you know, and the, you know, playing sports, just rub some dirt on it. It'll be all right. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's not okay. It's exactly. not okay. And, 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 and so many times in a, in a, in a, in a counseling session um, I'll get surprised by, you know, you know, by someone who will say, you know, when I was, you know, when I was a young kid, I experienced this trauma. There was a, there was a sexual trauma or there was a physical trauma or there was this, and, you know, looking at them, you would never know it, but there should have, but, but there, are, but there are signs that there's that self-destruct mode that, that always seems to kick in every so often. And, or there's this, uh, relationship that just never seems to work and, and it doesn't make sense until they finally open that door, quick kicking that can down the, down the street. And, and here you go. So back to, back to this, back to this trauma, um, there's, there's a difference between PTSD and the depression and anxiety that, that, that comes from something like this. Those that are, you know, like you were talking about those that are involved in the incident, those that experienced, um, whether they were in the room, in the area, um, maybe they were actually injured. Um, those are the ones that, or the frontline who are being shot at, whatever that is, those are the ones that are experiencing that post-traumatic stress but the rest of us are still impacted and that's, that's where right. that de- depression and anxiety comes in
2: that's right and the ones that are experiencing that post-traumatic stress I think it's really important to understand that their life is never going to go back to what it was they're always going to have triggers they will have re- they will be fine one minute and then they can have something that just happens that takes them all the way back there again um, they're never going to be the same that doesn't mean they can't get better but, for, you know, we have to understand that whenever you experience something like that, it's not just like a, a wound that's going to heal because it, it it goes right into you, right? I mean, you've, it's just that assaultive to to your person and you don't have control over it. You can do exercises to try to calm the storm, to try to keep you in places, take care of yourself physically, take care of your sleep patterns, be, try to do as many things as you can to make it better. but it's never just going to go away all the way.
1: You know, it never does. And, uh, and and you know, I've 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 worked with a number of people who have who have who have been there and you know seen it, done it, and it's um and, and it is one of those things that you never quite quite get 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 past. But you but you do learn how how to how to manage it. But you have to be super intentional about it. You have to have a plan.
2: Yeah. And support. And some people don't have more support than others. And if you don't have that kind of a support, I know it takes a lot of courage to reach out and it really does. And to trust someone that you don't even know uh, to, to be that person for you, but we all need it. We don't go through this life without, I mean, without having somebody that can give us words of affirmation, words of encouragement like you do all the time, your whole mission is to make people understand, see, and believe that how unique and purposeful and authentically themself they are and how they're made so, so uh, there's nobody else like that. We're just all so uniquely made. There's nobody else like us and we have a purpose and we have a value here. And we are loved by God. We've never, we don't have one day where we have a
1: happen when we're unloved not and, one you know, man. I, I really love what you just said that, that, that there's not one day on this planet that we are that, that 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 we are not loved by the by the one who created everything including us and you know just to just to stop and and ponder that for a moment is is is, is amazing I mean, you talk about amazing grace. Well, that is truly amazing grace because we don't deserve it. We didn't do anything to earn it, but we're loved. And that love is that love is transformational if, if we can if if we can truly come to understand that. And we may talk a little bit more about that in this in this next segment. We are we are out of time for this segment, but we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about some of the steps we can begin to take to begin to work through some of this trauma or depression, anxiety. It is. It is so important that we are really intentional about taking care of our mental health because it, it impacts everything we do. Like Dr. Marie said earlier, the, it, it impacts our health. It impacts our our, our physical, emotional well being. You know, the, the way we work and everything in our lives. So it's important. And I want you to know that you're important. Your life matters. And this is this is Dr. Cliff Robertson with Dr. Marie Seltz on on live with us today. And we'll be right back. You stay tuned.
0: self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
2: Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? De Caesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: The White House Doctor makes house calls. <phone rings>
0: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- 346-9141. Now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson.
1: Well, welcome back to the final segment of the show. This has been a this has been a tough show talking about, you know, the you know the mass shootings and the trauma associated with it and the mental health aspects of all this and it's you know, it's difficult. And and again, thank you for listening to Your Life Matters today because your life truly does matter more than you can imagine. And and I have Dr. Marie Steltz on here, clinical psychologist, and we've been we've been going deep on some of these topics. And you know, uh, Marie, what I'd really love to do is, is 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 really kind of bring this bring this home, and let's let's talk about some of the therapeutic answers to this this trauma that our communities and our and our states and our country is is experiencing because of this. Um, so many times, you you know you know there'll be these psychological phrases that are tossed out like cognitive behavioral therapy or cognitive dissonance or, or just, you know, all these things. And most people look like, okay, well, that's great. I guess I don't even know what that means. I don't even know where to begin. So, I mean, that's, that's what they'll say. And can we, can we kind of talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. I mean, so whenever this happens again, like we were talking about earlier, this happens, we view it, we have a, a, a reaction to it, you know, emotionally, physically. And then we start to think about it in, in different ways. And we think about humanity in different ways. And we think about how does this impact us? How does this How is this going to affect my family? Um, what does this mean, right? We try to give meaning. We try to describe meaning. And then we try to find reason for it. There's just so much. So when you talk about cognitive dissonance, I mean, there, there's stress. There's tension. We don't understand things. And then if we don't understand it, like we don't understand why that happened, we try to figure out something so all of these what-ifs so it just heightens stress and we can feel and the whole thing is we're trying to search for control we're trying to search for a way to to have an ability to to fix it or or have an impact on it in a positive way we, we it, it's so disturbing to us and so the whole thing is a lot of control, right? So look and we feel disempowered. So one of the things we want to do for ourselves, for a person that we see that is experiencing these things is give them a sense of power back, some kind of way that they can take action. So what are some of those things that we can do? Again, relational stress, you know, having people connect to other people that are beneficial, that can be supportive. Or through activities, we can begin to engage in activities maybe that we enjoy anything to take our mind off of those things that we start to feel balance the scales a little bit more. Like I was saying earlier, I mean, understand what is going on in your community. I understand what we're not going to talk about political things. In fact, that's not probably a time to start talking about political differences regarding this, but understand like if this happened in your community, what are the response? I mean, because having a sense of control and understanding what happens at one, it makes you feel better. So you're not uncertain understand what happens in your community, what's the protocol there. Maybe you yourself and your family take CPR classes. Maybe you take some uh, first aid classes so that if this does happen, you're a person who can be relied on, who can do something that can help the community where you feel empowered. So those are some things that you can start to do. because the whole thing is about feeling that you have a little bit of control. You have a little bit of an ability to contribute in a positive way to something that's so disturbing. And that'll help you to feel a little bit more calm and it'll help your family to feel a little bit more calm. And then the community starts to feel that way. If you start spreading it and talking about it that way, right? Like you were saying, the butterfly effect, concentric circles of falling in the water, mm-hmm. pull out, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, they do. They do. And, and, and And what we don't realize is that is that when we take those positive steps, like you were just talking, whether it be first aid c p r um maybe we're even going another step, and that is um you know there's a you know there's a there's a course out there called uh, uh Mental health First aid where it 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 brings on an awareness of you know things for us to look for things things ways that we can be you know be a positive influence on those that are suffering and struggling struggling all around us. Uh, I, I know that like in the organization I run, the Warriors Refuge, which is a veterans homeless shelter, uh, we put our entire staff through it. And and then after we got done with our staff, we put all the veterans that are there through that program so that so that it wouldn't just be on us. It would actually we, we actually shifted the, you know, the responsibility, the job to look after each other to the other veterans. And 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 that in and of itself help the entire facility, Mm -hmm. just, just giving them something to do, making them, you know, empowering them, as you just talked about. I think that's, I think that's so good. Yeah, it's
2: very important. And I love how you said that there are some in the communities. And if there isn't one, you can start one because there are community psychologists, by the way, there are, uh, there are psychologists that that is their whole emphasis is to work within communities and help cities whenever trauma comes out. So you can look them up, you can Google them, you can help them to gather groups, you can be, there are things you can proactively do to help heal your community, strengthen your community, and help that community feel like, okay, you know what? If this happens, at least we know what's going to, the protocols, we know where we fit in, how useful we can be. Um, that There's something that's very peaceful and, and calming about that. And you have a saying that you always say about bringing calm, bring the calm. What is it mm-hmm. you
1: think, Cliff? Well, a lot of times I say bring the joy.
2: Bring the
1: joy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, bring the joy. You wanna, you wanna have a joy-filled life. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Um, yeah. You know, come in with a smile. Come in with the, you know, with the positive. Bring, bring that, bring that with you. And, um, you know, one of the things that that obviously comes with that joy is is the peace. The peace that oftentimes in, in the midst of something like this doesn't make sense, but you can. You can find it uh you can find it i mean you know when somebody's going through the valley they need to know that there's hope on the other side of this valley at, at the top of that hill and and you're going to help them get through it you're going to help them get to it and and that can be uh, a way to bring that joy bring that positive encouragement that encouraging word that uh like the name of the show your life matters today mm-hmm. and and that's important that's important and i and i, and I love these these uh practical tips that 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 anybody can do, regardless of of where they are, who they are, what's going on, you know, in their world, and you know, they may be in the in, in the most remote part of the country, they may be in the most populated city, but there's always something that they that you can be doing to make a difference. I I love what you know you know Mother Teresa said is um, you know you want to change the world, start by loving your own family. You want to. You know, you you want to make a difference in the world, start by sweeping your own doorstep. Mm -hmm. And you know, in in other words, it starts at home, it starts in your in your immediate vicinity. And Mm -hmm. little changes, little things you can do can can have have such a a lasting impact, it's it's beyond what we can even fathom.
2: Absolutely. I mean, like Jordan Peter, like you were just saying, even Jordan Peterson, they make fun of him, but when you really sit and think about it, it makes sense. I mean, he says, make your bed. Start there. Get your thing, your life in order. And, you know, like you were saying, I love that idea of having a community of first, uh, you know, counseling first aid and supportive group thing like that. You know, I was just thinking, you know, you have these Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts that are always looking for things to do for to get their Eagle Scout, and for, you know, first class scout. thing. This would be a great service event. And then you think about the, the kids in high school to get their volunteer hours. This would be great. Especially right now, when you think about the mental health concerns and stresses that the kids are having and experiencing in school, we'll get, make this a school event. This would be something you could really do to serve your peers and it would connect people relationally. It's just, a, that was a, that's a wonderful idea that you just presented. I love that.
1: Well, I think that, you know, that when we do things like that, we're, again, we're beginning to feel empowered and we empower others. But it, but in addition to that, the um, the the other thing that we we need to be doing as you know, let's say that you know we know Joe or or Sue is experiencing you know depression, anxiety, or maybe they were you know in trauma. You know, we need to be you know encouraging them, or maybe it, you know maybe it's us that's experiencing these things, and you know we need to be seeking you know help. Absolutely, and, and there's no. While in the past, there's been this huge stigma attached to it, a lot of times that's, that is still, that has become a thing. And, you know, we need to not be afraid to say, I need some help. I need to talk to a, a professional. Uh, Marie, where would somebody start with that?
2: So, I mean, okay, you can look in your churches. Sometimes churches, if, if first of all, if you are a church going person, sometimes they do actually have counselors on staff. So you can start with them and you can also see if there's support groups that are happening in your church. If not, you can go to community. You can also look up in your, and different, you can Google different kinds of uh, counselors um, in your area. And and then again, if you don't have insurance, I mean, I would start with community um, and start with churches first because you're not the only one that's experiencing it. There are so many people out here. It's, today we have more reported, and this is, you're not the only one. And, you, and if you listen, if you go to a group, you're going to be put to you're going to not only feel a sense of connectedness, but you're going to be there where you say a word that helps somebody. You will become supportive of other people there, too. So you're not just being there to be serviced. You're also going to be providing service and comfort and your unique skill set will be put to work in these groups so there is no shame in reaching out you're not weak because you're reaching out it's actually a a position of strength and courage to reach out
1: you know when we when we reach out when we get that get the help that we need we become stronger and therefore we can then lift somebody else up and you know i love the talk about you know about being involved in the group because your story that, that you, know, you have may be the very thing that somebody else needs to hear that's going to give them a hope for another day. And, you know, little things like that. And you may think there's no value to your story, but your story could save, literally save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you may think, well, I, I don't really need to go. Well, maybe you need to go because somebody else needs to hear it. And ultimately, when you go there, you realize that you really needed to be there for you. Dr. Marie, we we are just about out of time again. And this this the show goes goes pretty quick, (laughs) even though it's an hour. Is there is there any parting comment that you would have? If you wanted to leave somebody with with a thought, what would that be?
2: Well, I think what you always begin and end everything with. I think you know you're uniquely made, you're made by God, you're loved completely your love from the very beginning of your first breath, when you were in, even before that, when you were in the womb, all the way to the end, you're never, even if you feel alone, you're not alone because he's always with you and you you can share that knowledge and that belief with other people that really need it and need to hear it.
1: That's what I would say. Well, absolutely. And, and just to know how much your, you know, your life matters. I mean, there's, um, there's, there, there's somebody out there that you just helped. I, there's, there's a story that I read the other day in my devotional. It talked about a guy that would buy the coffee for the person behind him in the drive through line. He, he, I love he, that. And, 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 he, and he did it every day. And then one day, he, he, he never knew that it was having an impact, but, the, but, but then one day there was an editorial in local newspaper and somebody wrote about the fact that he had received that coffee and that coffee let him know that he mattered. And that day he was planning to end his life. And yes. because of that, cup of coffee and now that story has become viral now that story is going out to the world and it just just it just goes to show you how doing what you do every day and and you don't have to have the cure for cancer but you matter more than you can imagine and I just want to thank you for listening today this has been a tough show but I hope that it's giving you hope I, I hope that it's made a difference and I just want you to know that truly that your life matters this has been this has been a great show. I, I, I want to thank Dr. Marie for coming on. We are just officially out of time. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Have any questions for Dr. Robertson? Join us on next week's show and share your story or thoughts. We hope we've helped you overcome some of your deepest inner struggles. Have a beautiful week.